Psalms 103 verses 1 through 5. Psalms 103, 1 through 5. And you say, that is a very important. I was going to save that announcement for last. Along with others, important announcements that I want to make. But I want to do the announcements offline. Amen. Um, But I think that announcement goes along the lines of the uh, preaching that we're going to be. Or the sermon we're going to be teaching on today. Amen. It's good to have our good friend, amen, uh, Chuck Gonzalez with us this morning. Oh, he ran off. Amen. Give brother a shout out. He's a good friend of ours. It's good to have him here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. I want to thank everybody for joining us online. Amen from near and far the Bible says this is a psalm of King David it's a song that he wrote for us in his time of needing mercy amen this was a man who was just like you and I who was imperfect who was flawed In many ways. But nevertheless. He gave it all to the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I just want to simply just put emphasis on the first verse one that He starts out by saying, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. For just a little bit this morning, I want to teach on this topic of bringing back the power of a testimony. Bringing back the power of a testimony. Father, we love you. We appreciate you, Lord, and we thank you so much for allowing us to be in this place this morning, Lord. As we give you the honor and the glory, we thank you for everybody that is here, Lord. We ask you to bless their hearts this morning with your word, that we might walk out of this place just a little bit different than the way we walked in. Father, we love you and we appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all may be seated in Jesus' name this morning. Amen. We want to thank our praise team and our media team this morning for all that they do and our ushers. Amen. And our teachers. Amen. And for you guys for being faithful this morning, for being here. Amen. But I want to talk to you this morning about bringing back the power, amen, of a testimony. Amen. Everybody that sits in this room this morning or that's listening online, 
I want you to know that everybody has a testimony. Amen. It's like the old song says, I got a testimony. Amen. Should I sing it? No? Amen. We got a testimony. Amen. Everybody in this place has a testimony. Amen. Everybody in this place has a story of how God has, has saved you, of how God has, has healed your body, or of how God has met your need this morning, or how he might have delivered you from a desperate situation. Can somebody say amen? And the most powerful and wonderful thing about your testimony is that it's your testimony. It's yours. It's uniquely yours. It's not anybody else's. It's not uh, something that you borrowed, amen, from somebody. It's not something that you read in a book. It's not something that you watched on television and you grabbed it and you said, hey, that's a powerful testimony. I'm going to use it as if it is mine. No. Each and every one of us that are sitting here in this place today or watching online has your own testimony, amen, of what God has done for you in your life. And what he has done for you in your life is different than what he has done for somebody else in their life. Amen. How many of you ever watched that show, uh, The Last uh, 48? Amen. Or the first 48. Amen. Not the last 48, but, but the first 48. Amen. You seen that television show, the, the first 48? And for those of you guys that don't know what the show is about, in this show, amen, that if you've never seen it in the show, uh, what it is, is, is detectives have 48 hours. They have 48 hours, amen, to solve a crime. Amen. They have 48 hours to, to solve a crime, and they have to do it with the testimony of their witnesses. Amen. They have to do it with the testimony of their witnesses. And I remember watching this show one day and, and uh, 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 watching how frustrated one of the investigators was. Amen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it could be pretty nerve-wracking. It, it could be uh, uh, pretty upsetting. Amen. Uh, uh, because you have to reconstruct a scene or an event through many different testimonies of all the many different witnesses that are there in the crowd. Amen. And why is that? Because more often than not, each person will have a slightly different story of what they saw. And when we go back and we look at the gospel of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, amen, the Bible lets us to know that they all witnessed the same thing. They all witnessed the, the same miracles. They all, all witnessed the same stuff that Jesus Christ had done. But when you read their gospels, you're going to see that everything that they wrote, it wasn't identical to what the other viewer wrote. Can you say amen? They may have experienced the same miracles, God may have uh, 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 done something in their life or, or done something that they saw, amen, but they all wrote about it and they all described it differently. 
The story was written differently, but it was written on the same topic. It was written on the same point. It was written on the same miracle, on the same healing, uh, on whatever it was. But every one of them that put pen to paper, they wrote something differently. Amen. And that's the way it is with our testimony today. That's how it is with our testimony today. You see, we may have experienced the same miracles, you and I. God may have provided the same need. And he may have opened the same door. But we all have a different version of what happened and how God moved in our life. God's not going to move the same way in your life the way he moves in my life. God may have performed the same miracle in your life that he performed in my life. But when I go into the public and I begin to share it, uh, my story is not going to be identical to yours. Because we're all going to have a different perspective. Uh, We all see things differently. Can you say amen? And that's okay. It's okay that you don't describe it the same way. It's okay that you don't tell it the same way. But what's important today for you and I is that we tell it. That's what is important today, church. And I, and I feel like uh, uh, many Christians and many churches today are, are missing the mark because they're, they're watching the miracles and, and things are happening in their life and doors are opening and, and things are happening and promotions and jobs and, and houses and cars and healings and blessings and money and all salvation and baptism and names written in the Lamb's book. All these things. Things are happening. And what's important out of all of that uh, is that we tell the story. uh, Is that we share it with somebody else. Is that we go into the highways and the byways. uh, And we let people know about the goodness of God. That's what's most important. Not that it's different. uh, Not that I don't have the same testimony as you, Brother Chuck. uh, Or I don't have the same testimony as you, Sister Norma. That's okay. uh, But as long as we all have something that God has done in our life, uh, the important thing is not that they are the same, uh, but the important thing is that we share it uh, with everybody else. Can you say amen? Amen. That's what matters today. Is that we open our mouth and we tell it to someone else. The Bible says this in the book of Psalms chapter 103 and verse 2. King David said this. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not. Somebody say, don't forget. Tell your neighbor, don't forget. King David said this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Amen. King David has said, hey, don't forget. 
And don't forget his benefits. And so what King David is doing right here in this portion of scripture is that he's admonishing you and he's admonishing me. Who the follower, the believer, the one that has witnessed it, the one that has a testimony, the one whose God has delivered me from whatever it is. He's saying, hey, don't forget how God moved in your life. Don't forget what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. He's telling each and every one of us today, don't ever forget that he forgave you of your iniquities. If anything else, that he forgave you. If anything else, that he brought you up and he took you out. If anything else, amen, he's telling us don't ever forget how God brought you up and brought you out of the miry clay. Okay, so every one of us that are here today, we're teaching today. Everybody that is here has a testimony. God, whether you want to believe it or not, God brought you out of something. God took you out of something. God has done something in your life. If he hasn't, you wouldn't be here. And if he hasn't, he's getting ready to. Amen. He's about to. Because we just sang the song. And if you sang it, that's because you believe it. That God's got a blessing with your name on it. Amen. With your name on it. And so each and every one of us, the, the, the King David is telling us not to forget how he brought us up and he brought us out of the miry clay. Because remember, it was King David that said the same words in the book of Psalms, chapter 40, verses 1 through 3. Amen. You guys don't mind that I cool off a little bit, take my coat off. It's a little warm in here. Amen. Now I'm entangled. I shouldn't have done that huh? Then you want to somebody help me out here? Hey Amen. In the book of Psalms, chapter 40, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says this King David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. You see, one of the things that the church lacks today is patience. People want it right now, and right now is still not fast enough. We live in a time where we're, we're a, they call us the microwave generation. You know, we pop in a Hot Pocket, and we, and we grab some Doritos, and, and we put it on the plate, and we're sitting down in front of the television in three minutes. And we're still there looking at the microwave, wondering why it's taking so long. We open the door, we poke it with our finger, and we close it, and we turn the thing back on. Amen. When we just added 10 seconds to it by doing that. Amen. But King David, he knew that as the generations went on, the generations were going to become more impatient. Where they were going to want to see results right now, real quick, fast, and in a hurry. And so King David says this. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me. Speaking of the Lord. 
says, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. And he put a new song in my mouth. Amen. And that's powerful right there. Because one of the things that God wants to do in our life uh, is not only does he want to uh, 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 incline his ear unto me, but he wants to deliver us out of the mess that we have found ourselves in. He wants to pull us out of that pit. He wants to pull us out of that dark place. He wants to pull us out of the miry clay and set our feet upon a rock. And what is the rock? Not the actor on television. Amen. He wants to set our feet on a true foundation, which is his word, because it's his word that's going to change our heart. It's going to be his word that's going to transform us. It's his word that saves lives. It's his word that brings about the miracles in our life. And so he's going to clean us up. He's going to turn us around and he's going to set our feet on a solid foundation that not even a devil in hell can shake or rock or pull you away from. Amen. And he's going to establish your steps. He's going to tell you where to go. He's going to tell you where to step. He's going to tell you where not to step and where not to go. He's going to establish every step in your life if you allow him to do that. And then you know what he's going to do? He's going to put a new song in your mouth. Because some of us are singing the same old song. We got the same old tune. Talking about the same old stuff all the time. And he says, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to put a new song in your mouth because that record's already been played many, many times before. Amen? You guys ever remember those vinyl records? Remember those or those CDs? Amen? Remember those CDs? You know, when I bought my truck, the first thing I asked was, does it got a CD player? And the guy looked at me. What? No, you plug your phone in. No, I need a CD player. I wish I could have had a tape deck in it. No, I'm not 8-track, bro. I'm, I mean, that's before my time. Maybe some other people's in here. But, but I'm from the cassette. Remember, you were winding the cassette with a, so you don't waste your batteries on your, with a pencil like this, walking around the house? Huh? You got to save the batteries. Amen. And so, so the reason why I brought that up was because when you got a CD that's got a scratch in it, what does it do? Some of us are skipping. And we're saying the same thing over and over and over and over. And God says, I got to put a new song in your mouth. You ever been around somebody that all they do is complain about their situation? Or all they're doing is harping and, and, and being negative and about this and about that. And God says, if you were in me and you were founded in me, you'd have a new song in your mouth. Always complaining. Always harping. Always negative. And God says, you must not have been delivered. I must not have delivered you. 
You're still in the pit. You're still in the clay. Get out and get founded on my word so that I can put a new song in your mouth. Let that not be your testimony. Amen. Let it not be your testimony. Tell somebody, look at somebody and tell them, don't forget. Oh, nobody. Don't forget. Tell them, don't forget. Because some people have forgotten. Come to the Lord and God washes you and he pulls you out and he does certain things. Uh, and we have forgotten. And that's why uh, King David is, is admonishing us. He says, forget not. Don't forget how he delivered you from your hardships. Uh, don't forget how he stepped in your world when it was falling apart around you. Don't forget he says, the heavy burden that I released from you. He says, don't forget that he crowned you with loving kindness, uh, that he bathed you with tender mercies. Uh, don't forget that he loved you unconditionally. The writer is telling us, whatever you do today, whatever you do tomorrow, and whatever happens the Day. Don't forget the benefits of the Lord and what he has done for you. I'm talking about today bringing back the power of your testimony. Your testimony, brother and sister, your testimony. Bring back the power of your testimony and yours and yours and bring back the power of my testimony because it's, it's going to be through the power of your testimony and the power of my testimony that's going to impart faith that others need to get up and get out of their situation. Oh, help us. Come on. Can I at least get a couple of witnesses in this house this morning that know what I'm talking about this morning? Hallelujah. That it's going to be your testimony that's going to build up somebody's faith and cause them to get out of the rut that they find themselves in today. How will they know what the Bible says? Lest there is a preacher or a teacher in town. How are they going to know? Because you know what? Not a lot of people you talk to are going to come to the church. And so you are the church. And you got to take the message out there to them. And what is the message, Pastor? I don't know what the message is. You know, I'm finding that there's a lot of people that have been in the Lord for a long time that don't know anything about the Lord. They come and they leave. They come and they leave. They come and they leave. And they don't have that relationship. And if you don't have a relationship, how can you tell somebody else about it? I'm talking about bringing back the power of your testimony. What is it that God has done for you? What is it that God had delivered you from? What is it that God took you out of? And it, maybe he saved your life. Maybe he took you from a drug addiction. Maybe he took that bottle of pills away from you. Maybe he took you from that abusive relationship. That's your testimony. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Because I can tell you right now, I've spoken to some people and I shared just a little bit of my testimony, Sister Soraya, and they're blown away and they're like, what? You suffered from that. You were there. That happened to you. And then you see their eyes open up. And what happens? Their faith begins to build up. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, hallelujah, we begin to realize or they begin to realize that if God did it for him, he can do it for me. If God did it for her, he can do it for me. If God did it for us, he can do it for us too. The power of a testimony. We got to bring back the power of our testimony. Amen. Tell somebody, don't forget. Y'all are sleeping today, huh? Amen. I'm on fire. That's all right. I'll burn up here by myself. Amen. Talking about the power of a testimony. All right, try this one. Tell somebody, don't limit God. Okay, don't limit God. Amen. Don't limit God. Don't forget. Isn't that what King David said? Brother Chuck, he said, don't forget. And now he's saying, don't limit God. Don't put God in a box. God is big. God is everywhere. He's in your life. He's in my life. He's in everybody's life right now. That's how big our God is. And the book of Psalms, chapter 78, verses 40 through 42 says this. King David said, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Again and again, they tempted God and did what? Limited God, the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. Amen. The Bible lets us to know right here that the children of Israel grieved God in the wilderness. How did they grieve him? They grieved him because they limited his ability to move in their lives. You put the brakes on God. You put the stop on God. You put up the wall on the blessings. You limit God in your life. You stop the windows from heaven from opening. You stop the floodgates. Amen. You grieve God. You stop God. He says, and just like they did back then, because they limited God to move the ability to move in their lives because they had forgotten his power. They forgot what God had did for them. They forgot at the midnight hour when God showed up. They forgot. And you know when we forget, church, we forget when we feel like God's not doing more. We forget he already filled the cup. We forget because we want two cups. And we want three cups. And we want four cups. And we forget and we become ungrateful 
that there's already a full cup that he's done for. You know what, God? I tell people all the time, God don't have to do nothing else for me no more. He's already done enough. Can somebody in this place say that? That God, whether you, you, you don't have to bless me with no more. You've already given me enough. You don't have to give me any more. You've already done enough for me in my life. Can somebody in this place say that? Or have you forgotten what he's done and you just want more? And just want more. And all of a sudden our name is Jimmy. And we're gimme, gimme, gimme all day long. Amen. So don't forget. And don't limit God. You see, because they forgot about the miracles. They forgot how God had taken care of Pharaoh. They, had, they forgot that they were delivered from Egypt. They forgot how God buried the, 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 the Pharaoh's armies in the Red Sea. They didn't keep the testimony alive. And I come to tell somebody today that is listening... I come to tell somebody today in the Holy Ghost that if you neglect your testimony, if you fail to tell the story, if you fail to keep the story alive, then you're robbing yourself and you're robbing someone else of a future blessing. God will not demonstrate anything new if you're still living in the old. He will not demonstrate anything new in our life if we keep our mouth shut and we don't share to other people how good God is. Amen. There is power in your testimony. There's power in how God delivered you. There's power in how God has healed you. There is power in how God has restored you. And most importantly, there is power in how God has saved you. Can you give God a round of applause this morning? So King David is telling us this morning. Don't forget. He's telling us not to limit God. And he's telling us to always remember the blood and the testimony. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. It says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who accuse him before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Right here in this portion of scripture, we find that the apostle John, looking through the lens of prophecy, 
He sees a church that has been battling with Satan for some time. He sees a church that has been battling with difficulty. And he he sees a church that has been battling with the devil. And he declares. He declares it by saying, they have overcome. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And by the power of their testimony. They were telling other people. They were sharing with other people. God delivered us from Satan. They were telling other people, God delivered me from this problem. They were telling other people, God delivered me from my situation. And he did it by the blood. And he did it through the power of my testimony. Amen. we got to thank God for the blood. Just like the old song says, uh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. And so we have to bring back the power of our testimony. When was the last time you shared your testimony? When was the last time you sat down with somebody? Somebody who's not in church. Somebody who's not related to you. Somebody who's not your friend or your family. When was the last time you shared your testimony? There is power in it. Power. You know, a lot of times people want to get all all theological and and they want to, you know, I got to study for six months, pastor. I got to study for a year or I got to study for two years or you got to send me to Bible college or I got to go and sit with you and all this other stuff. No, share your testimony. Tell somebody how God came into your life where you were on your way hell amen where you were lost in a drug addiction or where you were in an abusive relationship or you were hanging out at the bar or maybe you were a prostitute or whatever it was and God stepped in and he delivered you and he turned you around that's power that's power that's the gospel right there right there brother that's the gospel that's the good news that God delivered me pulled me out he put my children back in my life we got to bring back the power of our testimony Amen. That's going to fill those empty seats. Uh, That's going to fill those pews. Uh, That's going to fill the baptismal waters. Uh, It's going to be the power of your testimony. Amen. You don't got to be a theologian. Uh, You don't got to have the whole Bible memorized from front to back. Uh, All you got to do is give God glory by opening up your mouth uh, and telling somebody what he did for you in your life. Amen. You know, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a secret this morning that not a lot of people know. I didn't go to a, uh, I didn't get a degree in theological or whatever it is, studies. Uh, I didn't go to a university. Uh, I was filled with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. uh, And God empowered me. Uh, God opened up my heart and my mind to his word uh, so that I could share my testimony to somebody. Amen. You know, I graduated from the school of hard knocks, brother. Amen. I got my, hallelujah, I'm going to stop right there. Some of y'all know my testimony already. I don't need to repeat it. I'm going to share it with somebody new. 
Amen. But it's the power. There is life and there is death in our mouth. Amen. And if your testimony, if all people want to know about you is that you're a crybaby and you're sissified and you're a complainer, then they're not going to come to the waters. But if you go over there and you tell them, hey, God saved me. He pulled me out of the garbage can and he gave me a job. He gave me a house. He put me in a bucket. I'm no longer driving a bicycle or a skateboard anymore. He gave me a wife. He gave me some money. But he gave me power and authority because he gave me his spirit amen no longer stealing bicycles in the neighborhood hallelujah no longer riding a skateboard anymore all down and out but he took some of us from rags to riches that's your testimony amen But again, we don't all have the same testimony. Your testimony is not mine, and mine is not yours. You know, I don't like when people add to their testimony, and they make up stories. I grew up in the ghetto, and you lived in a gated community all your life. Amen. I had no food, but every night you're checking in at Texas Roadhouse. Stop lying. Just tell people how good God is. Amen. And be honest. Because that's what society is looking for. There's a bunch of fake news out there. They want something real. They want somebody to be 100 with them. Amen. Nobody want nobody lying because, you know, that's the spirit of Satan. If you're lying, if you're a liar, look at this. In Revelations 12, 10, 11, John said, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren, which is Satan, who accused them. Before him, day and night. You know what the devil does all day long? He stands at the throne. Oh. Hey, did you see what Brother Ernest just did? did? I know you saw that. Did you see what Sister Soraya just said? Did you hear that? I know you heard that, Lord. I know you heard what Chad just said right now. I know you saw what he did. Did you see that? That's what Satan does all day long. He stands at the throne accusing the brethren. That's powerful stuff right there. If you're that brother or you're that sister, hey, pastor, did you see that? Did you see how they were dressed? Did you hear that song they sang? Man, that brother can't teach his way out of a paper bag. That's the accuser of the brethren. And that's what Satan does all day long. Just sitting there trying to catch people slipping. 
Amen? Uh, we don't have that here, so I could preach and teach on that with ease. Nobody's going to get offended at that because we don't deal with that here. Can you say amen? Amen. But what is your testimony? I know what mine is. What is yours? And are you sharing it? Can somebody give them a praise this morning? Amen. Amen. The Bible speaks of Paul and Silas. We all know the story of how they were thrown into the prison. Amen. And they were locked up with chains. And the Bible says that they took them to the most centerous part, all the way into the deepest part of, this, of the prison, the Bible says. Locked them up, chained them up. And after they were brutally beaten for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that they began to sing at midnight. And I thought to myself, God, why did you give me that story to add to this? What does Paul and Silas being beaten and whipped and chained up and thrown into prison have to do with the power of a testimony? And as I began to pray and as I began to think about it, God began to reveal to me. Because the Bible says that they began to sing in the midnight hour. Amen. And he led me to believe that they sang because although they were bound on the outside, although they were chained up on the outside, although they were surrounded by prison bars on the outside, they were free on the inside. And in order for you to be able to sing a new song in your life, uh, no matter beaten, no matter bound, no matter what situation you're in, uh, the only way you can do that uh, is by being free on the inside. Amen. And they were free by the blood of the Lamb. But if you take it a little step further, the Bible says that they began to sing. It doesn't say what they were singing. It doesn't say what song. You know those Holy Ghost, they say the Holy Ghost anointed songs, the ones that bring down the anointing. Songs don't bring down an anointing. It's not the song. It's you who brings in the anointing. When you open your mouth and you share your testimony. And because that although they were bound on the outside, they were free on the inside. And because they were free on the inside, they didn't forget. They didn't limit God. And they began to share their testimony, whether through a song or whether through a conversation. And when they began to share their testimony, the Bible says that the ground underneath them began to shake and the prison doors opened. But it up there, the power of their testimony won the jailer and his family to the Lord, and they were all baptized in Jesus' name. I'm telling somebody today that there is power, salvation in your testimony. Can somebody say amen? 
their salvation everywhere the apostles went. They didn't share something spectacular or something big. All they share, all they shared is what they saw and what they witnessed. You know, I was hoping Sister Susanna was here because I sat, I remember five or six years ago sitting in a church where she stood up and she gave testimony of how God healed her of cancer. And I remember that day. Why? Because I wasn't feeling it that day. I didn't even want to be in church. But the minute that I heard that testimony, it built my faith. And I began to praise God. And I began to remember where God had brought me out of. And it was the power of that testimony. Bring back the testimony. Bring back the power of your testimony. Amen. It's that testimony, sister, that as soon as you start to share it, uh, eyes are opened up. Uh, brother, it's the power of your words uh, and what God had brought you from uh, that somebody's going to say, God can do it for him. He can definitely do it for me. Amen. The power about testimony but you know what happens is we jump into God and God hasn't moved yet it's been two hours Lord you haven't fixed anything oh my God give him some time he's gonna you know what he's, he does he gives you the tools amen he said okay here's the toolbox here here's the toolbox my uh, this is my Bible it's in there Here's a toolbox. Huh? You, your, your marriage is broken? Here, go fix it. Huh? Your children are wayward? Here, go fix it. Your family members are lost and they're on their way to hell? Here, go fix it. But you know what we want? We want to take God and tell God, go ahead, go fix it while we continue in our sin. When we continue in our mess, God fix it. He says, no, I'm giving you the tools. You ever done that to your kids? Go clean your room. Here's the vacuum. Go. Go clean the bathroom. Here's the scrubber. Go. God says, here, I'm giving you the tools. Go fix it. Amen. It's time that we bring back. The power of our testimony. Oh my God, do you know how full? You know, we would have to already be having two or three services, brother, here in this place. I'd have, to, I'd be burned out. We'd have to have different minister preaching every service. If we would just get out of our seat and share our testimony. And build up somebody's faith. And encourage somebody and let them know, hey, God did it for me. He can do it for you too. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's give God a round of applause as we close this morning. If we all could just stand to our feet this morning and come to a close. Amen. I didn't want to spend too much time bringing forward this point. But I do want to close with this verse. That is found in Isaiah chapter 61, 
I'm going to ask everybody if they have their Bibles to go to this. I know we're going to have it up. But I, I and, and this verse right here, um, I know that it's used a lot in the, uh, the realm of, of ladies' conferences and, and when the sisters get together. But in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3, it's about a very powerful portion of Scripture. Because I've been in the Lord for a little bit. I've been in the Lord for a little bit and I've seen and I've spoken to people where they they say, well, I I don't have the knowledge to witness to people. I don't have the words. Can I tell you that one of the purposes of the Holy Ghost one of the things that the Holy Ghost does in a believer's life is he brings all things back to remembrance how many of you have ever been sharing with somebody and all of a sudden you had an hour long conversation with them about the Lord and scriptures just came out flowing and you're leaving and you're driving home and you're like man where did that come from Where did those scriptures come from where it just flows? And all of a sudden, it's like you have the whole Bible memorized. But the Holy Ghost will bring all things back to your remembrance. There's a lot of things that I can't tell you right off the top of my head right now. But when I begin to witness to somebody, I can bring stuff up that I heard 20, 15 years ago. Or something I read 10 years ago in the Word of God. And so God's not looking for the, the brightest. Not everything that shines is gold. Amen. But I want to start in verse 1. talking about the good news of salvation he says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. He's talking about bringing salvation to a people that are lost. 
And he says, you know those ashes that you had in your life? I'm going to give you beauty for those ashes. I'm going to take those ashes from you and I'm going to give you a garment of praise. And you're going to be called trees of righteousness. I don't know about you, Brother Albert, but I want to be a tree that is deeply rooted. That when the wind comes and the rain and no matter how far down I bend that because I go down deeper than I stand nothing's going to take me out how many people here can say that today that your roots grow deeper than how tall you stand that's what's going to keep you church how deep your roots you know we want to go high in society we want to go high in the eyes of man we want to go high so people can see us so we can stand out but I would rather go deep where nobody sees I would rather go deeper than higher because the rain is going to come, church. The wind is going to come. And if you're not deeply rooted, you will fall. But I'm talking about bringing back the power of your testimony. We all have a testimony in this place. All of us. Everyone. Why haven't been in the church long enough? God's already done something. You just can't see it. You'll see it when you start walking by faith and not by sight. And you say amen. Amen. Let's bow our head right there where we're at. Father, we love you. Father, we appreciate you, Lord. And we just thank you. For the testimony that you have given to us today. Father, and I pray that you give me the courage today to use that testimony that I have. That I will never forget, Father, and that I will never limit you. That I will not be ashamed of my testimony. That I will, I will use it to empower, Lord. Use it to build up somebody else's faith. There is somebody out there that has gone through what I have been delivered of. And they need to know that there is a God in heaven that can deliver them too. Father, I pray this today in Jesus' name.